Ready Pop. Music changing lives. Hey guys, um, Ready Pop is breaking new ground uh, today because uh, we're not only uh, recording our Music Changing Lives podcast with audio, but also with visual. So hello out there to everyone. Um, this is also a slightly different episode um, because I'm joined by a good bulk of, of Team Ready Pop. Um, and we are going to be talking about our youth programme, AAA. AAA? <laughs> AAA. Um, so um, yeah, I'm going to kind of get straight into it and ask you all to introduce yourselves. We're starting with Amy. Amy, who are you? What do you do? Hi, I'm Amy. Um, I am the executive director at Ready Pop and I've been here for quite a long time now. I've been here for nearly seven years. So I've kind of seen the growth of our youth programme throughout that time, which has been great. But yeah, that's my job. There we go. I'm Louise. I am the programme manager now, which is a new job. So I was the education programme coordinator until recently. So I've been here for about three years now. And I organise all of the education stuff. You'll quickly find out that we're all really bad at explaining our jobs. Because <laughs> there's so much to do. And Abby. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm the studio coordinator here at Ready Pop. I'm also a music leader. And I do all the techie stuff. The sound techie stuff. All of the techie stuff. All the techie stuff. And Harrison. Uh, I'm Harrison. I'm media creator and music leader. So I make like the music videos. And also I've been doing AAA since probably last summer. June. Yeah. yeah. So I think Abby's the, the only person who's been on the podcast before. Yes. So the, the only returnee. But yeah, so I guess straight into it, um, for anyone who's not familiar, what is Ready Pop's AAA programme? Amy, you might be best to answer this first. <laughs> so AAA stands for Access All Areas, and it was kind of born out of the fact that we were delivering one-to-ones, previously referred one-to-ones from partners. So it often forms part of young people's alternative provision. Young people are referred to us for sessions. They come down here, they do studio production or rapping or instrumental sessions, whatever they want to do, whatever way we can get them involved in music. And then we identified a huge need for free-to-access youth provision um, in Reading in particular. So we started running free-to-access youth clubs and the project has just grown from there. And we now have a load of projects that are encompassed within AAA itself, within the programme. And I'm sure Louise can tell you a little bit more about the projects that we run. <laughs> so we've got our one-to-one mentoring sessions that happen weekly <laughs> we've got um two youth clubs so we've got um in the mix which you do on Amsham road which is mainly rap based and then we've got our triple a fridays here which they come in the studio or they go in the rehearsal room and just make music together um we also do family jam every first saturday of the month where families come and make music together um I literally can't think of anything. It's the, else. It's the classic <laughs> thing to go. Oh yeah, and then we do that thing, and then an hour later we were like, Oh yeah, and that's like another thing that we do. Don't worry, I've got my laptop up. I can tell you the other things that we do. So we also run holiday sessions during um, the school holidays. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have one this afternoon from two till four, um, and we run primary school arts award workshops in the summer term, which means that we end up delivering to thousands of young people. Um, across Reading and the surrounding areas. Um, we also run outreach workshops which are targeted to more deprived communities and special schools, pupil referral units in and around Reading. And we also do workforce development, which two of 
the people on the podcast today are part of. So Abby and Harrison are both under 25 and they are forming part of our creative <laughs> employment and our Emerging Music Leaders projects, um, which is giving opportunities full-time or some work to um, those who've come out of further education and trying to create... Um, a career in the arts so that's what that's part of and we're in the process of creating our youth board which will help further inform ready pop strategy and help young people to find their voice from within the projects themselves so um, it's a huge 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 program and over the last three years for example we accessed 3,686 young people, which is pretty impressive. But um, we prioritise work with vulnerable young people, so those who have barriers to access, and 87% of our participants have barriers to access music. So we um, are working with the most vulnerable people in and around Reading. And a lot of those kids, I suppose, going over to you guys and, and the one-to-one sessions that we have, um, I mean, maybe you want to explain a little bit of how those one-to-one sessions go, the kids who come along to those one-to-one sessions and kind of what those sessions are like, because these guys are doing it on the front line, if you like. You want to go? <laughs> no, so um, it's purely based on what the young people want, which is what's good about it. So like, you'll have people in the live room, whether they want to learn instruments or just play along to songs. And then you also have the people that want to rap and they come in and you help them get rap songs down for the first time ever, really. Did it feel like a kind of like new concept to you like when you came into Ready Pop? Was it like, oh, this is something that can be done for young people? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, it's not, it's not a formal education in a way, which makes it good. Because it works both ways then. It's fulfilling for the both of you. They tell us what they want to do. We, we don't really know what we're going to do until they come in and go, I actually don't feel like doing this today. I feel like doing this. And we're like, okay, then let's do that. And yeah. do you see the kind of impact of that in the sessions? Do you see, obviously you have this, generally have the same people coming in every week and that obviously grows and grows and grows with the work that Louise is doing. But Yeah, it kind of builds their own motivation. Like ha- letting them have the freedom to do what they want makes them more dedicated and want to achieve something themselves, which yeah. is like something that... I thought yeah. it was really amazing. Well, sometimes they'll come it. in and they'll not know what they want to do. And then after a few weeks, they'll end up wanting to be a producer. Yeah, or, and they'll or be like, next week we're doing this. I'm and like, then, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you get kind of kids that will kind of get referred to us and they'll be like, oh, they don't engage in school and they don't try and they're not creative or they're not interested in anything. Um, and then, yeah, they'll, they'll come in and they'll be like, I'm doing this today and I have this plan and we should be doing this. Yeah, and this is the plan for the song and then yeah. I'm going to have an yeah. album. <laughs> <laughs> it's that yeah. thing that I remember when I first arrived here and uh, I, f- I think Amy said, um, like we treat everyone as musicians when you come into the session you're a musician and that that is kind of I guess the overwhelming thing with those sessions yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And it gives them a bit of a, more of a purpose as well and so. is that is that the same with say um so the the youth work on the Amersham Road that all of you guys have been along to in the mix um I guess maybe explain a little bit if, if that does that kind of transfer along to the to the group work and is that a bit different or I'd say it's different mm. but I'd say Amersham Road is more how they respond to each other as a group. Mm. So they'll come in and they'll they'll want to rap their songs. Mm. But like over time, you see them sort of like control each other. It's like they want to prove themselves to yeah. each other. Yeah. And then once they've done that, they're like in charge of the session. And then, yeah, they just, it all switches every week yeah. who wants to actually do something and who doesn't. So we just roll with whoever wants to do it. I guess it weirdly kind of becomes community-led. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much letting them do what they want to do and then just going with the flow. And I guess why 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 are we working with these kids? <laughs> is the is the question. Why why do we work with these kids? Why do we do this program? What what kind of what kind of reason? 
Well, we're working with kids who um, otherwise wouldn't be able to access what we are providing for them. So the one-to-one sessions are generally uh, paid for by referral partners. So they will contribute towards the sessions. But everything else that we run is completely free to access. So therefore, we're enabling those who come from the most economically deprived backgrounds to be able to access real music, real studio space, real time with professional musicians, which is something that not really anybody else does, especially not in this area. So we're pretty unique in that respect. Um, And we do target those who are the most vulnerable um, in order to be able to help them with their education. So for example, as part of the one-to-ones, we're able to do arts awards. So we've had young people who are not in education, employment or training at all. So they have no qualifications, none whatsoever. And we have a few examples of where we've run arts awards with these young people. So whether it's a bronze or a gold arts award, and then they've gone on to access music at further education. So we've got young people from pupil referral units into ACM, for example, to study music. And we've also, we had one young person who was not in education at all. He did a gold arts award with us, and then he got a place at Berlin University to study music, which was incredible so um we have some real success stories from working with those who are in the worst place in their life and then they come out in a completely different space because of the work that we've done with them and what's kind of the impact on like i mean i know that i felt it since being here has that impacted the way that you think about what you do or about your life the way you think about music i guess as well is that is is, has something changed in you guys whilst being at ready pop and seeing that work we were saying the other day that we don't like being off work do we no I guess because like it's such a fulfilling job that mm. you just want to keep doing it and it, we get as much out of it as the young people do as well like we we leave sessions and we're like pumped like yeah. Yeah, these guys will come like bounding up the stairs to our office space like, oh my God. That was such a great session. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's seeing the progress in the young people as well, I think. Because when you get to know them, you actually get to know them on a personal level. And then seeing them grow is what sort of makes it, to be yeah. honest. Because this is their safe space. Yeah. Like they feel like they can open up with us and we don't pressure any of that. It's like whenever they want to talk to us about anything, they know that they can. And even if they come in and they don't want to say anything, we know that it means as much to them yeah. to be able to just do that. So, yeah. nice. And I suppose that always goes back to one of the things that I'll always say about our sessions is that the most important and primary outcome is not musical in any of our projects. It's social and it's personal. It's about working on young people's life skills, their confidence, enabling them to be able to go away from this space and be a better person. But I suppose it's kind of, it, it, for some people, it's quite an abstract thing. It's like, well, you're coming in and you're not necessarily teaching music. No one, we're kind of almost actively adverse to, to teaching people too much theory and that kind of stuff. Um, it's kind of a very creative process. We like it to be led by them and for them to be there doing their own original music and I suppose it's kind of quite an abstract process for people um, but it's actually the empowerment that that gives and the confidence that you see it give those kids helps them in other spheres of their lives mm. um, and kind of you're brilliant in the funding aspect um, and uh, explaining how how we we kind of raise funds to to do this kind of work but yeah um, ex- explaining that kind of side of 
the abstract side of mm. why we do this and how transformative it is without always talking about grades and school and all of that kind of stuff. We don't have those parameters here. We don't mm. run to a curriculum. The only formalised kind of learning that we do is through Arts Award and that's so expressive and so creative you don't even have to write for that. So if you've got a young person who won't write or can't write it can all be either dictated or it can just be a voice note or whatever. It can be so accessible and that's why these sessions work because for the first time these young people come into the space and they're good at a thing and they're being told that they can and that they, they will um, and, and they quite often are really good at that thing yeah this is the <laughs> shockingly thing. good at yeah. that thing <laughs> incredibly good we've got some incredibly talented young people who just have no self-confidence and no self-esteem and that's what we really work on here is helping them to understand that they are capable kind of going on to that side it's like a, a lot of people don't realize kind of all of the behind the scenes work and everything that goes on other than the actual sessions to make them happen so I guess this is kind of your side of things but how, how does a young person get into a one-to-one session well <laughs> <laughs> so they're mostly referred by schools or pupil referral units or brighter futures anywhere like that but we have actually found since coming out of pandemic that we've had a lot of self-referrals which is hard because <laughs> there's no money there but <laughs> so we have a referral form and they um they just give us all the information about the young person and they come in for a taster session and we see if it works out and it normally does work out if they um if they need us mm-hmm. and then they start coming weekly for their sessions for an hour and they sit there with abby or harrison or will who's not here today <laughs> He's important too. <laughs> um, and the group sessions, they're open access. Anyone can. Yeah, so Fridays are open access. Um, you can just turn up Fridays, six to eight here. And yeah, the studio's open, the rehearsal room's open, and they just jam and they just write new music together. And we are hoping to get everybody to perform at the festival, which is our next step. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful leader. <laughs> so yeah, so kind of a uh, big announcement recently is that we're going to have a AAA takeover at the festival, which is the first time that Red Pop's ever done this. Um, so yeah, I guess kind of, um, yeah, it's just a showcase of all the, the work that we're doing with our young people um, and a showcase of their work and what they've been up to over the last year and maybe more. Um, but yeah, what, what are you guys most excited for in all of this? I know loads of our music leaders are going to be involved in it as well and there's going to be people jamming on stage and stuff. It would be cool. I'm just really excited for the opportunity for us to be able to showcase our phenomenal young our phenomenal young people in front of a live audience, a festival audience, but also for them to be able to perform alongside world-renowned artists, which is, for some, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It's a huge, huge stage and, like, I yeah, I know from my performing days when I was younger that that was a big deal for me. So for these kids, it's like, a hundred times that <laughs> but yeah so we've got is it four hours we've got to fill we've got i've got a list of everybody that i want to play we just need to um get them practicing <laughs> make it happen <laughs> so yeah so i, I guess i was going to go back to um kind of the the fundraising side of this because obviously none of this work that we do with young people is for free even though most of the sessions that we're offering <laughs> so so how does this this money kind of come to ready pop and, and what are we doing to to kind of make these sessions happen 
So that's most of my job. I spend a lot of my time writing funding bids and reporting on the activity that we're doing and especially our youth work because, as you said, most of it is free to access. Um, that does rely heavily upon funders. So the AAA programme as a whole is funded by Youth Music and we're extremely grateful to them. <laughs> this is, in fact, the second three-year programme that they have funded for us. So we just finished the last three years and that's where the earlier stats came from and we're just embarking upon our next three years which is really exciting because it gives us a proper opportunity to embed the full program within the ready pop program um, and long term we'll look to embed it in hopefully into our mpo funding if we're successful in the next round so youth music are our main funder we're also funded by children in need um, they fund the in the mix sessions and some one-to-ones um, and some other funders as well we're very lucky to have on board so we do rely very heavily on their funding but every year we find that there's different things that we need to fundraise for and my my current priority as Louise touched on earlier was the fact that we've had a lot of self-referrals for the one-to-ones um, and that's kind of come out of the pandemic we found that a lot of the most hard to reach young people especially in Reading seem to have fallen out of the system so they're not attached to a youth worker they're not in education they've taken themselves out of education because it didn't work for them during the pandemic because a lot of our young people just didn't have access to the internet which when you're learning from home is like a non-negotiable so they have kind of really suffered from the pandemic so we're currently trying to fundraise so that we're able to take on more young people who don't have access to their own funding and to be able to give them the one-to-one -one support that they really need the most um, so that's my current funding priority and I suppose have you seen uh, particularly you guys because you guys are slightly newer um, but have you seen have you seen the impact of of the pandemic on on the young people that are that are coming through our doors yes yeah. <laughs> i think there's this kind of perhaps not not for for our listeners um but i think there's there's kind of a an understanding for some people that reading's quite a prosperous town in the southeast and we don't have as many social issues um and issues with deprivation and actually that's really not the case mm. um and yeah we're working with some of some of some of the kids in in this town that kind of have the most crap thrown at them. Well, they do. Like, <laughs> Amersham Road, for example, is in the ten percent most deprived areas in in the country. So the young people that we're, we're working with at the Weller Centre on a weekly basis on at in the mix are living in complete economic deprivation. So we are really trying hard to access those that um, are the most vulnerable and hard to reach. And I think um, even with working with the same kids from before pandemic and after pandemic, there's been a huge difference in confidence. We've, where we've got to before, it's just crashed back down and we've had to build it back up again. We're getting there. There's quite a big chunk of their life as well that's just been lost socially as well. So you've got to rebuild their confidence in that as well, haven't it? Yeah, and we've got we've got um, we've got a AAA takeover at the festival to hopefully build up to, which will be super exciting. Um, so yeah, I kind of um, kind of wanted to kind of get some more anecdotal stories as well of of the work that we do, um, and kind of ask what your kind of favourite memories or um, kind of kids stories of kids that you're most proud of, without naming any names. <coughs> Um, for for the work that they've done over their period at Ready Popper, is there any kind of standout moments that you're like, wow, this really embodies the work that that we're doing with young people? There's like one thing where there's one kid where he had a, a few issues with the police and stuff, and then he came to me. It must have been about a month ago now, and he said he wanted to work like as a public speaker to talk about how he wants to change his life and why what he's done is wrong. 
And like previously before that, you wouldn't have got any of that. And I so don't think he'd ever have told a teacher that. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> so it's sort of like asking for advice, but it's also to have that self-awareness and clearly changing himself outside of music is mm. what's good. That's amazing. Happy. Mine's got to just be the kid that's now on our riser. It's going to be my one. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you can say his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kyron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he started as like one to ones, and then like I've had the privilege of like making the songs with him and like seeing his excitement about it just like makes me love music even more and like where he's just he's just improving all the time and now he's just famous so <laughs> like that's just <laughs> there's something about it that's kind of like the embodiment of all of our work it's like he's had this huge progress from going from the one-to-one -one social process to being on the label and having stuff released yeah and, and now it's, it's doing well like that's yeah. just amazing <laughs> so good uh, everyone stream cocaine loco yeah. <laughs> Um, we might have to put it at the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so yeah, and it's also really catchy, so. <laughs> Banger. Yeah, Louise. Um, I'm really enjoying the Friday sessions where, so we moved buildings and in the old building it was, we probably had about six kids coming along mm. weekly and then now we've come back after pandemic, we probably have about eight or ten every week and so there's about six kids in the studio just all from different backgrounds like they don't know each other they've got not much in common and they all managed to write a song together and it's really and the songs are really good it's fun as well yeah <laughs> they're from it's such fun. different walks of life at, yeah. the, at the Fridays as well and somehow Abby and Harrison managed to get them all to work together I know it can't be easy <laughs> all of the time <laughs> But you managed to do it. Putting like punk and then rap and then like all of it in one song is something I never thought I'd be doing. Like, but, but they're but friends works. as well. Yeah, now they as well. are friends. Like, they all chat to each other outside. Yeah. They, they share each other their music and stuff. So. And they come here as well to like be with each other now, which is an amazing thing because, you know, they had like, they're like a group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's banter. There's no like, they're not nervous around each other anymore. Before yeah. it was, they were, qu they were quite shy. They didn't but, speak. Yeah. <laughs> we spoke for like two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now they're the ones laughing at us. It's that yeah. proper community yeah. thing as well, though, again. It's like, actually, to be honest, we, we don't have many youth clubs in, in Reading. So kind of, we're one of the ones. Mm, yeah. Nice to hear that. Yeah, and I guess Amy's, Amy's kind of the veteran of this camp, so she probably has a few stories. <laughs> so I'm asking her to... Do quite I a hard thing, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to choose. I've been so lucky you to You can see... tell a few. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so lucky to see so many stories of success and so many young people who really truly value the work that we do. We have one young person who was had been kicked out of every school that he'd been to. Um he had a one-to-one -one tutor, but that was about it. He wasn't engaging in anything else. He wouldn't engage with his one-to-one -one tutor very often. But once he was referred to Ready Pop for his his one-to-one -one sessions even if his taxi didn't turn up he would get on his bike and he'd come down here he'd be here every week if he was an hour early he was an hour early if he stayed for an extra two hours he stayed for an extra two hours but he would always be here um, and he went from not being integrated in any form of education or anything social he wasn't doing anything with anyone any of his peers um, to engaging with other projects with other partners um, and involving himself with um, a project that we did with Berserk Productions 
and he actually ended up soundtracking one of their plays for their National Theatre Connections um, partnership and he met the director of the National Theatre so there we go that was a huge huge success and we've also had there was one particular young person who was at Cranberry College who uh, are one of our partners that we love dearly and um, he came to us for sessions for about two years I think when he came he couldn't really rap but kind of liked rapping and he very quickly became a very successful rapper and he had no qualifications whatsoever however we managed to get him into ACM so (laughs) we must have done something right (laughs) yeah and I guess including including that we have we have kids who literally come in and basically can't talk and they'll come out a few chatting. months later <laughs> can't stop them can't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and coming to the youth group and chatting to other young people yeah and it's crazy yeah but no thanks guys um yeah um that kind of i think summarizes unless anyone wants to shout me and shut me down and go no you've forgotten this very clear thing um yeah no that kind of quite nicely summarizes our our AAA program and the work that ready pop is doing throughout the year with young people um and yeah um really really nice to to do this with with a good chunk of the team we've got Eva Eva sat in the corner um spurring <laughs> us on as well and I'm sure I'm sure Gavin will listen back to this at some point and Pete um but yes um so um yeah I just wanted to say thank you to all of you guys and um, thank you to all our young people if any of them are listening <laughs> um and uh also um obviously plug the fact that you can support that this this work that we're doing um and if you just head over to readypop.co.uk forward slash donate um you'll find not only all of the information that we've talked about on AAA but our other projects um, within the community um, and uh, also um, loads and loads of different ways to support our work Um, so on that note thank you for listening or watching Uh, now I am not just a face for radio Um, so um, yeah Uh, cheers for tuning in and um, hope you will tune in to the next Music Changing Lives podcast bye (laughs) So, as mentioned, here is Loco by KK. I'm going loco, but I'm on a rope. Stuck in slow mode, ducking away from popo. Well, I make it, I don't know, bro. For the sake of myself, for the sake of my will, for the sake of my health, I hope so. I'm going loco, but I'm on a rock Stuck in slow-mo, ducking away from popo Well, I make it, I don't know, bro For the sake of myself, for the sake of my will For the sake of my health, I hope so this rap shit is a passion Got 21 flaws on my savage Look at the hit like a different language Should I jump on the beat? Should I split some heat? Should I drop my EP package? If I sell my soul, can I manage? Pray I make it through this passage The difference between you and I Is that I can take this damage Is that I can firm my health bar Come be with me and my guitar Watch me grow, then go so far I'ma scrap off like an F1 car With my dog in a penthouse bar Cali's trains, we're getting charged We get plugged in body fumes My tunes, they control a room I can make a crowd go boogie Digging through holes like boogie Welcome to my hedgy Where people claim that it's crazy Daily I'm wavy Somebody come save me Stop being lazy Show some bravery Dance on my song No Patrick Swayze I'm going loco But I'm on a roll Stuck in slow-mo Ducking away from popo When I make it I don't know bro For the sake of myself For the sake of my will For the sake of my health I hope so I hope so I'm going loco But I'm on a roll 
stuck in slow mode Ducking away from popo When I make it, I don't know, boo For the sake of myself, for the sake of my will For the sake of my health, I hope so Negative always in my mind, deep inside I know I'm not fine but I stick to my late night grind Okay he's one of a kind if you don't agree What if you disagree go test your eyes Cause you might be blind, really don't care about to live this life I do it for the love and I do it for the fight Do it for the love, not for the mobiles Taking stuff that I shouldn't be taking Pray that I don't have a daughter So your girl's been pulling up to my shoulder Whilst you're texting me for the promo Few real friends but I'm a solo but, uh, They're capping a lot, no polo Enough love to my G's, no loco Step round there with a the mojo These dumb girls they think that I don't know uh, uh. At the same time, got me going local. 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 Hope you lot enjoyed that one, man. <laughs> I'm going local, but I'm on a roll. Stuck in slow mode, ducking away from popo. When I make it, I don't know, bro. For the sake of myself, for the sake of my will, for the sake of my health, I hope so. I hope so. I'm going local, but I'm on a roll. Stuck in slow mode, ducking away from popo. When I make it, I don't know, bro. For the sake of myself, for the sake of my will, for the sake of my health, I hope so. I hope so. Stuck in slow mode, ducking away from popo.